Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One more time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go. Here we go. And sync has got the flow. I couldn't remember the words to that song. I did enjoy and sync very much, but I just, you know. And sync was totally mine. Um, Screw Backstreet Boys. Um, sync all the way all the way much love Um, and that's where we're drawing the line on you listeners too if you're team backstreet get the out of here team in sync only all right now our fans just dropped to eight (laughs) (laughs) hi guys and welcome to our last episode of season one oh (laughs) oh did we trick you stacy just got sad there for a second she It'll be like that time that I ended uh, season two of Mix and Mingle, a little show that I used to do, and then never came back for season three. Stacey, uh, <laughs> I know I cut you off every time you talk about Mix and Mingle, but would you like to tell our fans what Mix and Mingle is while we've got them here on our last episode of season one? No, I'm good. Okay. But if you're ever curious, look it up on the YouTube, Mix and Mingle with Stacy. Thank you that's all i'm gonna say make sure you also type in the in front of youtube because that's where it's at it's not on youtube it's on the youtube the youtube.com she she's very old school um (laughs) so yeah guys this is uh our uh, last episode of season one it's been Mm -hmm. 84 years in this season not even exaggerating (laughs) or not it has been uh, a very long season and we will always keep our seasons however long we want them to be so this one was like i said 84 years Mm -hmm. next one maybe two months who knows we'll see we'll figure it out um i was just saying before we got on camera and on audio wherever we're at forgot what we what we're doing (laughs) that's I wish we had a photo of ourselves on our very first interview, as opposed to the screenshot I'm about to take of us on our season one episode. I already got it now. Oh, damn. <laughs> of our Do another one. one. And fun. Okay, here. Another one. Okay. All right. I think I looked sadder in that one. Perfect. That was what we we're going for. Because we're sad season one is ending. But we're also super happy that we are taking a nice month and a half long break mm-hmm. to not record episodes. So it will be good. And yes. he's going on a little vacay. I am. I will be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm going to the north, the state Very of New north. Jersey. I was not going to say that. We... <laughs> We made that mistake by saying that one time before. We are not saying that. Wrong area. Yes, I'll be going to New Jersey for a couple weeks to the New York area specifically. And Tia, you are also going on vacation. Vacation. Yes, I have a couple of them this weekend. Uh, we're going to St. Augustine. And then uh, in the first week of September, we're going to Bonnaroo because music festivals are back. So yeah, we got a lot of traveling going on. But uh, yeah, so while we're enjoying ourselves, don't you worry, listeners, because we will still have episodes of some of our greatest hits and yours as well of past mm-hmm. podcast episodes over the course of season one. 
And Stacy had a great idea of let's reminisce a little bit of what our favorite episodes are or were, however you'd like to grammatically say that. That's why I'm one. sitting back with my feet up in a comfy position right now. She's Time so to just, you know. <laughs> She's got lower and lower um, in this seat over <laughs> this is the course of us talking so just far. Just like a fireside chat. She may fall asleep, honestly, before we I just might. I just like might. Ghost time. So, Stacy, what are some of your favorite episodes from the past year? Mm. Well, there have been so many. And they've all been wonderful. Our guests are Stop being all PC. wonderful. Stop being PC. <laughs> give it to them. Tell them who your favorites are. Okay, let me think. I actually had no time to really uh, put this together in my brain, despite coming up with the idea of it. So let me let me think here. Of course, I would have to say the episode where we interviewed each other. That Obviously. will have to be one of my favorites, narcissistically, of course. Of course. Um, and then, <laughs> absolutely, uh, where we interviewed Edgewater Creative. Um, <laughs> that narcissism is just that meter is just keeps going up and up, huh? Uh, no, but seriously, let's see. Um, I would have to say, and this is going to be simply because just they're great friends of mine are without borders episodes that we've done so far with Zach and with Shannon, uh, those are just two episodes that come to the top of my head where I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Um, no one else was laughing probably, but I was laughing. That's all that matters. <laughs> and then maybe next season with the Without Borders, we'll have some of my friends on. <laughs> we should. We should. Essentially, our Without Borders means that we just have our friends on to talk just about a friendly, how they love us. <laughs> yeah, just a friendly chat with our friends. We've done so many. It's so hard to to really think and and focus are you looking through our guests yeah right now? i've been looking You're through cheating yeah, i didn't tell you not to <laughs> you can look them up like you just said we have a bunch of them i essentially just assume you're naming every single episode on here so far of being your favorite because <laughs> you pretty much have um so i will go with my favorite ones now <laughs> moving this intro along <laughs> Um, I definitely love the one with my two Stacys with hook line drinker Oh, of course. because it probably was one of our most vulgar episodes, which I always appreciate. And then following that one up would definitely be ghost stories when we did with the St. Andrew's mm. chapel and we got to find out all the creepy things that go on. And then my last, I mean, obviously I love all of our episodes, but I will go with... I'm looking through guests again and episodes, and I will say another favorite was with Tina from Casa Tina. Yes. I will also go with Pillow Talk, which was the bed and breakfast one, because we had shots and alcohol sponsors on that one. Oh, so yeah. we need we, more of yeah. those for season two. We do. So if anyone out there has, um, speaking of, um, Hey, what a great segue into our episode right there. We can just go right on in. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you all have a very great summer break, just like us. Stacey is now seriously not even on camera anymore. She's uh, basically just sunk all the way down <laughs> in her seat. Um, just, 
Every time I look I at it, I'm completely supine right now. <laughs> laying down. I think she brought her bed in. She has a pillow and a blanket. She's now, everyone, she's now sleeping. All right. So I guess I will finish off with saying <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for listening to ever us for season one and uh, listening to all of our banter and being there with us throughout this first season. We really appreciate you guys uh, continue to listen and stay tuned for season two. But until then, Stacy, do you want to talk about? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was um, taking a nap. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Very good. Um, Can you introduce our guest for today? Oh, uh, (laughs) yes, I would love to. Today on the show, we have. Shane Newcomb from Dark Door Spirits in Tampa. Stay tuned. Hey guys, meet us on Main Street here. Stacy and I are all about staying young and beautiful, so we wanted to share with you a salon that we recently discovered to take care of all of our beauty needs. That's right, Tia. Beauty on Broadway offers everything from the most complex hair treatments like keratin and balayage to advanced permanent makeup for lips, brows, eyeliner, and even scalp micropigmentation. The owner, Mary Katz, is a nationally certified and recognized trainer for permanent makeup who holds over 25 certifications from the most prominent artists around the world, so she really knows her stuff. And everyone who works there are true professionals who make sure their clients get exactly what they want. You know what else is awesome about them? They do free paramedical tattooing for all breast cancer survivors. And they were just ranked among the best in the nation for their COVID-19 procedures. So you have a clean and safe space to go get away from the world and just let loose. You guys seriously need to go check them out. Visit their website for more information and to make your appointment today at beautyonbroadway.salon. Hi, I'm Stacy Dennison, co-owner of Edgewater Creative LLC. We specialize in creating video ads for small businesses. With a background of working on film sets, not only behind the camera, but also in front of it, my husband Dominic and I strive to make our clients and their businesses look their best and feel comfortable on camera. Let us tell the story of your brand cinematically. To contact us, go to www.edgewatercreativefl.com. All right. Well, welcome everybody to our interview with Dark Door Spirits brand director, Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. We are doing fantastic. We're happy to have you in studio, uh, Zoom studio, that is. Hey, this Um, is comfortable. I'm not wearing pants, so. Neither are we. (laughs) (laughs) Letting it all air out. They're the only ones who get to see it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we will start off by asking, tell us a little bit about yourself, Shane. So my name is Shane. Um, I like long walks on the beach. No, um, so I, I came on with Dark Door. A um, couple years ago, I was the first employee and my background was always doing a lot of beverage stuff, but on the other end of it, you know, not the supplier side, I was working as a beverage director. I've done some bar consulting. I worked for B1 Concepts, working bars in there. Um, so my, 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 my career had always been beverage oriented and I really wanted to do something a little different and decided to take a swing at 
you know, working my way into a new career path and came on with Dark Door Spirits a couple years back and couldn't be happier. So, but other than that, I mean, my job is pretty much all I do. I hang out with my dog, which she was just here, but now she just took off to, I'm sure, bark at something outside. Uh, awesome. And then my beautiful wife, and that's about all she lets me do, so. Fair enough. So, well, tell us a little bit more about Dark Door Spirits. Uh, so, we are a Tampa-based uh, brand that we do. We distill a few different kinds of liquor. Uh, so we do some really experimental stuff as well. Um, I mean, Tia, you guys are familiar with some of our stuff. You tried some of our things. We started off about six years ago. I, I told you Daphne was barking at the She is. <laughs> well, there she goes. Let me turn. The, let me close this. Oh. And um, so, uh, so about six years ago, we started, and the first spirit we ever did was called Spirit of IPA. And what that was was us taking a local IPA from Crooked Thumb at a safety harbor, and we went ahead and decided to distill it. And the idea kind of came from German uh, Germany. They do beer schnapps there, where they take over leftover beer grains, things like that. And we kind of came up with the idea, and we said, well... If they do that, can we just throw some hops in it, like have an actual IPA? And after a couple tries, we finally started started producing something that was really fun, something different, very Florida-based. It had this really beautiful kind of citrus notes to it. And that kind of started us on a, a whole trippy world of, of playing around with different collaborations, something that's very important to us, uh, doing some really kind of out there experiments with beers and what what beer can do to create spirits. So and it's been an absolute wild ride and we love it. And that spirit of IPA you mentioned is actually a award-winning. It is uh, an award-winning too, isn't it? I mean, most of our spirits are award-winning. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, that one, you know, we've, we've taken some, some big time awards with that one. And then it's, like I said before, it opened up a whole world of possibility as far as collaborations. We've now, you know, we've worked very closely with Crooked Thumb in the past on stuff, but we've opened that up to uh, Motorworks. We've done two with Motorworks. We've done their Midnight Espresso, turned that into mm. a beer, uh, turned that into a whiskey, and it smelled like smelled like coffee in the distillery for days after we did the Midnight Espresso, which was wonderful. Um, we did their Pulp Friction, which tastes like biting into a 120 proof grapefruit. So it's the perfect whiskey for the morning. So that's, that's my whiskey <laughs> exactly. of choice at eight in the morning. Um, there you go. But a then, nice uh, bowl of cereal. We've done some <laughs> stuff with uh, we've done some stuff with Great Bay. We've got a ton of other collaborations on the way. I'm sure by the time this airs, it'll be okay for me to mention we're working on like a canned cocktail with Cigar City, mm. and that's going to be coming out very shortly. So we're very excited about that collaboration. You know, collaborating has been a very integral part of what we do at Dark Door. Um, it's important, I think, for us to showcase what other people in the industry are doing and how we can team up, do stuff that's that's very community-based. So, nice. Have you ever taken one of um, Crooked Thumbs, like the Girl Scout cookie flavors? No, no, I want to so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know that would be there's, so cool. There's so many cool beers out there. And I, uh, Seth, who's our brewer, he handles a lot of the, uh, our mashes themselves. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of beer making involved in whiskey. 
and <clears throat> Seth and I have come up with hundreds of ideas that we just it's trying to find the time to do it and we really want to play around with some of these fun flavors from some of these breweries uh, we try to keep it a little more let's get with the let's dial in some of these more you know styles that people are more familiar with but then now that we've done that we're like let's do some sours let's do you know some weird red ales we we're about to be we're about to start brewing a an imperial brown ale from a a brewery down south. I don't know if I should say it yet. So we'll, we'll wait for the big reveal later. There you and go. then, uh, yeah, we, you know, we, we like to reveal go. things on Meet Us on Main Street. So <laughs> if you would like to reveal it, yeah, so it's Calusa Trace down, uh, down in Sarasota area. So nice. we're, yeah, we've definitely worked on some really fun projects. Um, and you know, it, it, back to that collaborating, that's so, that's so important to us. but it also went back to just recently, we've made a deal with uh, University of Florida with their agricultural department and making a commitment. We're one of the six distilleries in Florida that have made a commitment to make most of our production from Florida grains, you know, working with their agricultural departments and finding farmers that are creating grains that are going to be usable for us. You know, and then after we've cooked our grains, we ship them off to different, different farms for use in feed and for cattle and things like that as well. So for us, it's it's not just collaborating, it's sustainability within the state, making sure that we're helping, you know, we're, yes, we're, we're a distillery and yes, our biggest job is to have you get drunk on our spirits, but uh, responsibly, you know, uh, but another part of it is, is really making sure that we're, we're focusing on something local. We're focusing on, um, accountability within our own industry um, and making sure that we're doing stuff as, as cool as we can, but also understanding that we're a part of something that drives this economy in the state and mm -hmm. wanting to wanting to keep going that route, especially now that they're starting to open up some laws for us. Um, we don't want to let them down and then take away any rights that we have now. So that was actually going to be one of my next questions is what type of things do you have in store now that some of those uh, rules have opened oh, up for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a big, big thing for us. Um, you know, being able to sell a cocktail at the distillery, you know, we always have workarounds, but it's something like that. It's, do you really want to work around little things and we don't want to work, you know, blend lines. We wanted to do things as straight as we could, you know, to make sure that we're Again, back to that accountability thing. I don't want to do anything that's going to, to hurt our brand in some way. So now that we can sell those cocktails legally, we can start building out a fun bar program, which is um, now that Matt, our uh, CEO and founder, just got back from vacation. Him and I have already talked about it. And I'm starting a, a program to make a really fun bar program at the distillery where it's not just going to be you know, here's a gin and tonic, things like that. You know, I came to use my background in in designing beverages for for you know the restaurants and bars scene, and then get it into our distillery and making some really fun, interactive for the guests. Make sure that people are coming in and not and being able to showcase our spirits in a really fun way. What are some of your favorite concoctions you've made so far? And right. we got to try a couple when we just did our Stacey so, and Tia do stuff. So what are yeah. some of your favorites, mad scientist things you created so far? So I, I think my favorite thing we've done so far 
Um, so for my, you know, cause I do the cocktail classes, I'll mm -hmm. give myself a shameless plug on every other Thursday. If you want to come down to the distillery, I do fun cocktail classes. Oh, we'll I, get to the events. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> so I think my favorite thing we've done so far is my, uh, eating your drinks cocktail class. And I think the best, well, I'm already the, interested. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did a Kahlua infused rice krispies with a mm -hmm. coconut milk, um, punch that I tried to clarify uh, and you poured it over top of the cereal and it was a uh, very very fun it was a uh, you know back to that I guess I guess I just I really like drinking in the morning I was gonna <laughs> say that goes great with that breakfast grapefruit so <laughs> yeah I'll put a little put a little something in your coffee, just make a whole morning of it. Well, I think that it's like a fun concept that isn't, a lot of people don't do, you know? So yeah. it's it's taking two things that kind of don't traditionally mm -hmm. go together, but you're cre being creative with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something, I mean, you know, we, we kind of treat the bar, I'm training the bar program very much along those same lines as how we treat our spirits program. You know, the way we create our spirits is, experimenting, you know, having a good time with it. You know, spirits are supposed to be fun. There's a lot of pretentiousness in this industry when it comes to whiskey, especially. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I, I want people to drink our whiskey and enjoy it. I don't care if you make it old fashioned with it, drink it on the rocks, drink it with a neat. I, I mean, trust me, I probably drink more good whiskey than anybody else in Tampa <laughs> or very few people in Tampa. You know, I've had the luxury of being in this industry for 20 years, and I don't really care that much about a lot of the whiskeys as far as like this superiority over mm -hmm. which ones are, are more important. I want to drink whiskey and enjoy it. So if, if and I want people to do the same thing. So if you want to mix mix a whiskey with something, do it. You know, we don't want that pretentiousness in our in our distillery. We want people to enjoy it and we want you to buy a bottle, take it home, mix it any way you want, send us a picture of some ridiculous drink you've made so we can post about it. You know, we, we like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. so. Shane, I have to ask, what are your feelings on the uh, peanut butter whiskey trend? All right. Uh, I'll be pretentious <laughs> for a second. <laughs> Screwball came out and I got it. I understood the idea of it. I didn't need 40 other companies doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. and to me, I, I just don't want to call them flavored whiskeys anymore. It just, they're not flavored whiskeys. They're flavored spirits. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be kind of darker in color. You know, I mean, same thing with crown, man. People, people go nuts over this pe crown peach. Man, mm -hmm. I've had people tell me like, oh man, I can't have a drink unless it's made with crown apple. <laughs> just drink apple pucker. Like, <laughs> God damn, like. That's so stupid. Like I, you know, whiskey, there is certain things that whiskey's accomplish and there's certain flavor profiles that whiskey's accomplished. And I think that's important. You know, it's under, it's important to understand that a bourbon has to have that sweetness, has to be made of corn or mm -hmm. prim primarily out of corn. Rye whiskey needs to have a little spice to it, a little heat. You know, new American whiskeys, they have a nice, really great blends of, you know, but you want that grain. And sure, I've been known to drink a bunch of rumplements or absinthe and pee on stuff in my house and maybe I shouldn't. But <laughs> just like Daphne. Just, just, well, that's why I bought a dog. It's like I blame her for everything. Else. There you go. Yeah. 
but yeah, listeners, see, listeners, if you have a, the same problem, dogs <laughs> cure everything. If, if, your, if your husband <laughs> keeps blaming the dog spot that you're drinking, fine, damn dog, man. Damn dog. But see, you made a mistake with getting a female dog. You should have gotten a male dog because oh. if you, you know, drunkenly pee on like, you know, a spot two feet above I the squat floor. There you go. All right. Perfect. As long as you Problem squat solved. when you pee too. I, I take care of that. Okay. <laughs> Back to the flavored whiskeys. There is a space for them. There's definitely a space for them. And that's proven because people drink them. You know, if, if there wasn't a space for them, there wouldn't be nine brands, you know, they, you know, it's, and that's what you, you know, what do I say? Do I, do I like get mad at the hustle? No. I mean, that's what they want to do. If, if ramp, I don't I just don't know why they're all named after animals, except for screwball. <laughs> now they're all named at, like, what does Rams have? What does a Ram have to do with peanut butter whiskey? Peanut butter. I, I don't know. get it. I get squirrel nut. I get that. Yeah, yeah. that makes, yeah, that makes I sense. I mean, yeah. So more so than Ram. Yeah. So speaking of favorite uh, th- names for whiskey, uh, <laughs> Really horrible segue. Um, what is your favorite uh, alcohol that Dark Door produces? Because we do not, we do, oh, we, sorry. Um, side note, listeners, I also work at Dark Door Spirit. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing so. we make is our hand sanitizer. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing to drink is hand sanitizer. That's why I sit in the back. We don't can I, it, okay? <laughs> can I just uh, ask um, the types yeah. of liquors that you yes. guys... Uh, right, right? Distill before you answer that. So um, we so we originally started with our spirit of IPA, and then our gin. Uh, we did best really gin in the world, guys. Yes, our gin is unreal. Our gin is what I tasted and decided that I would leave my job to come work with these guys. Um, I fell in love with the gin. I fell in love with the idea of how we made the gin. I'm a big gin fan. I drink a lot of gin. Um. Gin is something I feel like super unappreciated right now. And a lot of that's because everyone's so used to London dry gins. So your Tangerays and Bombay Sapphires, things like that, which I love those as well, but they get, people get scared off by that. So when I found that we were making this gin, I was blown away. Then what a cool concept it was. Uh, so we do our gin, we've done vodka. We re we rebranded our vodka into pandemic of the disco vodka, which you know great name for a vodka and mm-hmm. it was you know fun uh fun thing for us to do last year and then we um we actually donated a lot of money with every bottle sale of that and then we started getting really into our whiskeys so we did our spirit of the oak our spirit of the harvest which is our rye whiskey the spirit of the oak is our bourbon um we've done a few other the collaborations and then we have our demeter gin which is our that's our base gin so we've never really put it out and that kind of became my favorite spirit we do i love our rye whiskey love 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 our rye but our demeter gin for just a base gin is this citrusy wonderful gin that has these pink peppercorns in it that really balance everything out Uh, it's like the gin of choice for a great martini and if you're somebody like me who, who just kills for a great martini that's perfect um other than that, our smoked rums are going to be really, really good. They will come out next weekend. So whenever we're airing this, sometime July 17th, 
though they will be officially out. Uh, we're doing a hickory smoked rum and a mesquite smoked rum. They're really fun. Um, and then we have two Amaros that are going to be coming out as well, which I'm very, very excited about. I think those are my favorite things we do, but only because they're my recipes. So I'm very biased on that one. Yeah. You know, basis. Shane, um, anytime that you have a new one coming out mm -hmm. that you would like um, us to try and uh, get out to the people, we're I, always I looking that. for a liquor sponsor for our virtual movie nights. And we're hella good at promoting. Just ask Harley's Gourmet Popcorn, gourmet popcorn Cider Shop. Harley's Gourmet Popcorn. I don't have a bag next to me. Usually I do to be able to like grab it out and put it out there. Um, you, yes. You, is this the Gourmet Popcorn you've brought to the distillery? <laughs> yes. That, yeah, that's because she's... That's, guys. that's how What's good this? we are at promoting our sponsors for our virtual movie night. Listeners, are you in the mood for a great popcorn? Let me tell you, this popcorn totally fucks. It is the best popcorn I've ever had. And I've eaten so much of it. And that doesn't matter that I have a cavity and need a root canal. And I still eat it. And I don't care. I would rather die than not eat it. That's going to be our next commercial for Harley's right there. I am taking we that audio. We even have other guests promoting it now. So, you know, you want that out of uh, the spirits at Dark Door. Right, well, uh, We're your ladies. Let me, let, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll make sure Tia gets some. <laughs> there you well, go. we also need to make sure Tia shares. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I never get anything from them. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Um, so going back to your favorite out of everything that you make. So that mine's so definitely our Demeter gin. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the Demeter gin is just, it's so easy to drink. It's, you know, it mixes really great with pretty much any cocktail that we do. Um, you know, it's, but then our spirit of prohibition gin is also definitely in the top because it's, it's so mixable. Um, I make a cocktail at the distillery quite often called a Saturn and it's this old cocktail from the seventies. It's an old tiki cocktail and it's a homemade orgeat, which is an almond based syrup with lemon, passion fruit, and then the spirit of prohibition gin. It mixes so well and it has an oiliness to it because it's real botanical oils that we're using. We're macerating it, taking all those real botanical oils out and it, it has a silkiness to it and it just it almost like a rum so when you shake it into a cocktail it's just perfect it blends so well and then those lavender flavors in the in the mm -hmm. rose hips which tastes a little like um a little like cranberries if if you're not from new england because i had no idea what a rose hip tasted like and then brandon marshall <laughs> one of our other founders was like let's throw some rose hips in it because i'm from new england and we used to make rose hip jams and we were like oh look at this guy and then he oh. did it we were like oh shit this is great <laughs> so there's something to be said about him he he knows what he's doing oh we've got a daphne come here daphne's what's back favorite? what's your favorite what's your favorite what drink? do you like <laughs> she likes belly rubs oh that's a good one <laughs> so uh but yeah so the spirit of prohibition fantastic um obviously it's it's um one that just mixes really really great so Tia, that's my favorite. You some of our stuff. What if you yep. like the spirit of prohibition? That that's my favorite is the spirit of prohibition. And I am not a gin drinker, nor have I ever been a gin drinker. And that's, I am obsessed with that gin, like because it doesn't taste like your time. average gin. 
uh, because it's got that lavender and the rose hips in it that gives it a unique flavor because then I have a bottle of gin from someone else and I'm like oh that's right I don't like gin like I forgot (laughs) and then I try I was like oh okay like that's why I like gin because I only like yeah no, go well, Stacy, have you ever? No, you actually tried all of them uh, when we were there for our Stacy and Tia do stuff video. Which one did you like the best? Yes, yeah, I, I did, but I can't, Remember and I can't which... really say because I don't want to ruin the episode. So we'll have to uh... actually edit this part out. But we, oh. because we did shots of them, like for the comedy of it. Sure like for the video so like i really i I didn't get to taste it and like be like well this one tastes delicious and i can note the you know and taste the notes of this of the rose hip because we were for comedy being like oh let's try this one boom boom you know so i i can't say i feel like i need to do it again i need to do it again i need to do a proper tasting well, there that actually leads into the segue of uh, one of my next questions on there is you guys host events and different things at Dark Door, which sets you kind of apart from a lot of different distilleries too, because most does. distilleries just do their tours and then you can mm-hmm. do a tasting, but you guys actually have like real events too. Yeah, and it, it all kind of came about. I mean, Tia, you're very familiar with our old location. We couldn't mm-hmm. have anything. We couldn't do a tasting room. We couldn't have a gift shop. So, you know, for us being a distillery that's been around for six years, we didn't have a lot of a lot of uh, public knowledge about us. You know, we 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 had to kind of fight tooth and nail through distribution networks to to get our name out there because we didn't have a space for people to join us. So it was kind of our main goal was to get a big enough space to do something fun in, but that we could also grow. Uh, so we took a you know we we didn't go the route of getting this really cutesy space somewhere downtown because we looked at it and we're like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to throw one still in there and like maybe have six people in there at a time. Uh, so we decided to go the route of a fun warehouse and because we wanted that space. So now we're in this big warehouse, able to do some fun stuff. So some of the events we've done, we've done art shows there, which are an absolute blast. That's how I got that bad boy. Um, so the art shows have been an absolute blast. We've done comedy shows. Um, we've had concerts. And then we also do some really fun classes. Um, as I alluded to earlier, I have cocktail classes every other Thursday. And it's typically, you know, some kind of theme. I try and come up with some kind of ridiculous theme for each class. Uh, and then I've also worked in some friends that have come in and taught some of those classes as well, especially when I was on my honeymoon or when I'm just lazy and don't want to do it. Um, so I'll have uh, some local bartenders from around uh, the city come in, do some fun classes as well. We've done uh, Buddy Cameron from The Hub. If anyone's ever been to The Hub, just absolutely bombed. He works there. You've probably met him at some point. Um, and he came in and did a liquid nitrogen class. And he made all the drinks with liquid nitrogen, which that was a, a lot of fun. Um, but then we've also do some really fun classes with our whiskeys as well as our gin. We do a bourbon blending class twice a month, one Saturday and one Thursday, where you come in and you try seven barrels. They're all barrel strength, all different ages and, and styles of bourbon, rye, and then some bur- some beer barrels that we have of uh, that we've aged some whiskeys in. And you get to try a little bit off each. 
make your own little blends, try the little blends. And then at the end of it, you go home with your own big bottle that you blended yourself. That's your recipe. And it's very unique. And it's a fun experience for, for whiskey fans. Um, you know, get the guys together. I think I'm going to treat all my guys for fantasy football draft there. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, we also do the same thing with our gin where we take that same process with the spirit of prohibition. Uh, and then we hyper macerate one botanical in our base gin, like a bunch of it. So it's very super concentrated. And then you get to try all these different flavors. I mean, T, have you tried any of those? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. We have like jalapeno, uh, hibiscus, sour lemon. Um, I've seen all the bottles. Yeah. It, <laughs> there's a, it's a whole line of bottles and, and you get to try little bits off each one and then find your own little blend and take your own unique to you blend of gin home with you. And that was one that we really want to do just because again, gin drinkers don't get a lot of fun experiences. So we wanted something really fun for them. So yeah. Cool. Tia's like, I've sniffed the bottles while bottling the sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's how I've experienced it. Let's get, well, let's get it up Bottle to alcohol like, too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I do do that. Yeah. So that's Tia, part of, that's Tia, part tell of the us hand. about your job there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I'm us. on the spot interview. What the crap? Um, so I've worked for Dark Door officially for I think two years now but I have known uh Matt and have worked for him for about 10 years now off and on <laughs> for doing when we did events together so he always likes to joke how I'm his oldest employee uh, <laughs> yep. and I've been around forever um but at there what I do is I was the head person bottling all the sanitizer when it switched over to that for COVID um lots of sanitizer was getting pumped out and um now not as much sanitizer not, as wanted so i am a department much. of one <laughs> uh, uh, let me tell you that was that was a uh, that was quite the effort when we because yeah. i mean i i thought for sure we were going to close matt mm -hmm. thought we were going to close and matt matt gets teary-eyed all the time because he's a big softy and we love him but he he was really upset he thought for sure we were gonna have to close and my wife was you know who's a nurse was like well you know, at least I'm, I'll be okay. It'll be, it'll be fine. And I was like, I don't know. Okay, babe, as long as you're, you're confident. And then we made hand sanitizer. I kept my job. They closed elective surgeries and she lost her job. So oh, I was like, huh, how's those three degrees treating you now? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how that got started and what you were doing. Cause I know you were distributing it to first responders. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, back, you know, it, the collaborations we, we were doing, we were about to work on another one with MotorWorks as everything was kind of happening. And they sent us all this pulp friction and we were going to distill it into a whiskey and we decided to distill it into a grain neutral instead and use it with uh, to create hand sanitizer and donate it to first responders. And this is before they opened it up to where we could start selling it as well. Um, so we thought this this would be a nice like week long project where we would you know make some hand sanitizer for some first responders, some hospitals, teachers, things like that. Uh, anything that we could do to help for a little bit and uh, at least keep us you know working and doing something in the distillery. So we started the process and then we donated all that. And then the, um, 
pretty much right afterwards, that's when they opened it up and said that we could start selling it. So we, you know, we purchased in more glycerin, more hydrogen peroxide, things that we needed to, to, and then we, we built a, our own bottling line just for hand sanitizer. So we didn't, you know, we didn't want any cross contamination on, on our end because we had to denature spirits and things like that. Uh, so it was, we converted our distillery into a, you know, a, a medical facility kind of overnight and with very, very little idea of what we were doing. They, I had one semester of pharmacy school that turned into, uh, you know, me having to mix all this hand sanitizer and I'm having to, I'm having to call my wife for formulas. And I'm like, babe, I don't know how to make hydrogen peroxide from 50 to 50% to 3%. And so we had to do that kind of stuff on the fly. And, but I mean, we, we all worked together as a team and just, we got it done and it was a lot of fun and it kept us alive and made us, you know, you know, gave us something to do. And then we've actually maintained a few of those contracts since then. Nice. So just because people were scared to kind of get back to their old routines on, on some of their, uh, on some of their old buyers and things like that. They were like, well, we're already working with you guys and you're local. So we'll just keep on. So. And we even made it into the New York Times. I even made it into the New York (laughs) Times uh, for our sanitizer efforts too. Um, It's a beautiful copy of it hanging in the distillery. I do remember seeing that. Sideways and everything. Which hat were you wearing? You looked ridiculous, but like in the best way. But you were like, it was so, you were like so posed. It was like so good. It was like, it was like, yes, that's the picture. Yes, the a-, a lot of, I've worked with a lot of people and in this industry and a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, bosses for him to, him to care that much and also get, make sure that we had something to do so he didn't have to lose employees. And mm-hmm. in fact, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get into Amanda's business, but she, his wife owns an event company. And there was a time when we thought, you know, that she lost a lot of accounts right away, but we were able even to maintain her employees and have them come in and help us and, and have them help with the hand sanitizer. And it was just such a beautiful effort between all of us to be able to jump in and, and really help each other out. So, mm-hmm. and then to donate as much as we did was really important as well. And then where can everyone find you now? Uh, Where's the distillery located? And then where can people find you guys online to sign up for classes and tours? Darkdoorspirits.com. We are located at 6608 Anderson Road uh, in Tampa. We're over by the airport, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. And uh, our Instagram is at Dark Door Spirits. You can find most of our events and things we post throughout the week. Our amazing marketing director, Macy, who pretty much runs the entire show. She, uh, she always keeps everything up to date as much as she possibly can. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. Well, Shane, thank you so much for being on our show today. We appreciate you taking the time out, but don't go anywhere because Stacy has a game for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Shane, are you ready? I am. Well, that's good. You don't even know what you're ready for. I have no idea. (laughs) You're just ready for anything. Got Let me get it. my tricycle out. <laughs> you want to play a game? <laughs> e, 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 e. 
All right. So today I have for you a quiz on prohibition. Okay. Are you? Let me, let me get to Google real quick. <laughs> oh, no Google. No oh my God, no one's ever thought of that I before. Know, that's so things. funny. Like, so smart. Have they all been he's, Googling things? No, no yeah. definitely not. No, okay. we know okay. the answers to most of those questions are not definitely Google. So. <laughs> all right, starting yeah. out. All right. During Prohibition, which of the following was not illegal in the United mm -hmm. States? To manufacture alcohol, to drink alcohol, to transport alcohol, or to sell alcohol? Um, it, it's transfer, right? But I uh, want to say it's it's manufacturing because there were plenty of places that manufactured alcohol for medicinal reasons. All right, so manufacture your final answer. Yeah. All right, wrong. <laughs> uh, it was illegal to manufacture, sell, or transport alcohol. However, the private possession or consumption of alcohol wasn't outlawed. This is stupid already. <laughs> Welcome to our quiz section. <laughs> All right, question two. Manufacturing yeah, was, that the wrong was not. Is that the wrong All right. sound? All right, let's sure, go. That works. Okay. All right, let me get my. All right. Okay. Daphne. All right. Daphne, help out. Which group was a huge supporter of prohibition and the temperance movement? The Women's Christian Temperance Union, the Christian Anti Alcohol Union, the Anti-Saloon Union, or the Women's League for Promoting Temperance? The Women's League for Promoting Temperance? Final answer? Yeah. Wrong, but, but you're close, you're close. The, the Women's other one, right? Christian Temperance yeah, Union. Yeah. I knew it was one of those, the Women's League <laughs> Question three, approximately how many speakeasies were there in New York City by the late 1920s? 15,000? 23,000, 32,000, or 46,000? Oh my God. What was B? 23,000. Let's go with 23,000. That's gonna be so wrong. Wrong. Oh it's estimated that 32,000 speakeasies really? were operating in secret in New York towards the end of the decade. Give me some. Crazy. All right, we're halfway through. Right. Your score up. is zero so far. <laughs> what did the U.S. Attorney General's fixer promise George Remus, the king of the bootleggers, if he handed over approximately $300,000? He would never go to jail. He would help him smuggle alcohol. He would never be arrested or the Justice Department would never investigate him. D. Wrong. He would never go to jail. I don't even know who that is, so I don't Me blame either. you for getting it wrong. All right, question five. What job did Al Capone's brother, Richard Two-Gun Hart, have? Bootlegger, speakeasy manager, corrupt cop, or prohibition agent? Prohibition agent, right? Correct. Yeah, it's okay. Hey! I, I, knew, I knew his brother was like, uh, like an FBI guy. There you go. All right, you got one. All right. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. Killing you are it. actually. Killing it. You are. Here on Meet Us on Main Street, you're killing it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Which famous figure was given a medical exemption from prohibition? Babe Ruth, 
Charlie Chaplin, Winston Churchill, or Warren Harding? Babe Ruth? Wrong. Winston Churchill. Oh. Was he yeah. even in the United that's, States? Maybe that's why he was allowed. That's why I didn't say it was him. All right. Why did prohibition come to an end? People were sick of the violence and corruption it caused. Women began to oppose it. The Great Depression hit or all of the above? We'll go all of the above. It's always, I should say, it's usually safe to it's, assume it's, if it's an all of the above, yeah. it's an yeah. all of the above. Yeah. And yeah, in this I, case. I knew, oh, women. Women started supporting getting rid of it. Right? Um, don't know, but in this case, you're right. It's all of the above. Yeah, so women, I knew I knew women were um Oh yes, it does say women were beginning to yeah, turn they their were backs. Super, super turning their backs on it. Um because it was destroying a lot of barmaid jobs and stuff like that. So Yes. And they thought that with the corruption and violence that accompanied it, it was more damaging to their children than a system that allowed the sale and manufacture of alcohol. And then and then after that, all the mobsters just became distributors. Fun and fact. Then, and then NASCAR nice. was born. That's what I was going to say. And it's actually, that's how they started NASCAR was, because I learned that from a Top Gear episode, that when they started NASCAR because that was like their rally cars were the things that they used to, and then they started so, racing each other, all bootleggers. So I grew up in Wesley Chapel. And when Wesley Chapel was still nothing out there, you could go out into some of those old fields like way out in the woods and there's old broken down still parks down there because the moonshiners would make it in Wesley Chapel, transport it to Tampa into the ports and then ship it up to New Orleans. Wow. Fun yeah. history. Yeah. Not, that I know, but I can't get multiple choice questions right. You don't know Remus or fucking <laughs> Winston Churchill's well, alcohol. Let's do a Harry one next. I'll get those. <laughs> All right, well, we've got one question left. Okay. The score is two out of eight right now. <laughs> All right. When did Mississippi finally lift its ban on alcohol? 1937, 1941, 1958, or 1966? 41. Wrong. They were dry until 1966. Damn. What the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. Sounds so like many. a state I would not want to live in. Well, Shane, you got two out of eight. Hey, you know, I, I want to thank, I want to thank, uh, you know, the one and a half semesters of college. They really, they really did well for me. And this, <laughs> uh, thank the academy. Thank my dog. Yeah. Oh, Daphne was a big help. Well, <laughs> uh, here on Meet Us on Main Street, we call that a victory. Hey! Woo! <laughs> Daphne, you love your dad. <laughs> <laughs>